but Caroline slowed and stopped when a white-haired woman, reading tarot cards on a candle-lit green felt table, raised her deep-set magnetic eyes. In the haze, Greg pivoted around the bar patrons. He swayed with the music, laughing as he grabbed Caroline and spun her forward. This is great! Ben says that other worlds and spirits are right out there. Caroline tried to avoid the gypsy's penetrating eyes. Your uncle would drop his life savings if this gypsy here could get it to pay off for him in the sixth race, Caroline. Are you saying Ben has a gambling problem? Yeah, problem is he can't win. I hope Ben does win it big. He looped his arm around her as they strolled closer to the stage until they were precariously close to the woman. A jolt surged through Caroline's stomach. The frosty-haired old woman set multicolored tarot cards on the table. Her placid raven eyes ignited as she stood and pointed her shaky finger at them. Why is she pointing at us, Greg? I don't know, the old bat. She'll hear you. At the sight of the gypsy's waxed and wrinkled face, Caroline recoiled behind him. The woman lowered her hand, slowly stepped onto the rug, and with an almost painful gait, she shuffled toward them. What the hell's going on here? A cooling breeze accompanied by a foul odor furrowed Caroline's hair. The gypsy's skin appeared deathly gray. She spoke with a husky, thick foreign accent and raised her crooked index finger toward Greg. Go home. Do not go to the city. Stay away from those forces that are lurking in the shadows behind your control. Why did you tell me to go home? Your life is in danger. Caroline cringed as she clutched her husband's arm. The old lady turned but did not go back to the table. Instead, she squeezed into a narrow paneled hall near the kitchen. Greg broke free and chased her as Caroline trailed behind. He caught the old woman near the exit sign as she prepared, without a coat or a hat, to leave the building. Why? Why is my life in danger? Caroline stopped behind him and clung to the stainless steel food racks as the lady raised her head ever so slowly. Her coal eyes reflected an intense inner turmoil, and her gruff voice added to her unworldly demeanor. One more time, I will say, you must go home. If you do not go home, you will never reach your destination. I hear wonderful music and I see the lights of the city. But there is evil there. Evil pursues you. She shuddered as if she were trying to expel some inner demons and closed her eyes as her voice reverberated into the hall. But this future does not have to be. Go home now, before it's too late. I don't understand, evil. What is it you see? Why should I fear going to the symphony? How can my life be in danger? Immutable forces that form the rivers of fate. She rolled her eyes to the whites, I sense these forces of evil, evil. My mind it travels through the wakes that are left behind by evil. Beware, young man, the rivers of fate are converging on your very soul.
With that, she pushed the metal door bar and trundled under the glowing red exit sign into the snowy parking lot. Then she simply blended into the storm. Caroline, her mouth dry and hanging open, rushed to her taller husband. My God! Well, I'll second that, said Greg, still looking outside. Greg, get me home right now. Greg's face flattened. The falling snow oddly transfixed him. Then he faced her. If we go home now, Caroline, we'll always wonder about tonight. Who cares? I don't even want to go out in the parking lot, Greg. That woman, she... She gets paid to scare people. He took her hand, but as they walked outside, Caroline shivered uncontrollably. Greg, his breath steamy as he spoke, embraced her as they reached his Volvo.